Hi, welcome to Igniting Ecstasy in Business. I'm your host and master coach, Alex Persclub, and I'm going to be diving into what it takes to create more success and abundance in your business while living with more joy, excitement, and passion on the journey. This is not your typical business podcast. This is a judgment-free space where we're willing to put all the growth topics on the table, and we're not afraid to address the uncomfortable or to share raw behind-the-scenes stories to support your expansion. So tune in for inspiration, strategies, reflection questions, and interviews with world-class guests to help you elevate your business, unleash the power of your full expression, and to infuse more ecstasy into your day-to-day life. Because you deserve to live a life that lights you up inside. And there's no better time to start than right now. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Igniting Ecstasy in Business, where I'm being joined by a dear friend of mine, Pete Schramm. Pete is an incredibly inspiring entrepreneur. He's connecting other people together. You're so fantastic at that, Pete. Um, He loves to ignite the fire in other people and really help people access their potential and excellence. He's a motivational speaker. You've done TED Talks. You also have an incredible book that just came out, Pathfinders, Navigating Your Career Map with a Personal Board of Advisors. I'm excited to dive into that today. Um, So Pete, I'm going to let you introduce yourself in a moment, but everybody, I'm really excited for you to listen to this conversation with Pete today because Pete just has such an amazing background of experience and knowledge and insights. And so I'm really excited for you to be here today, Pete, to share your knowledge with us and for us also to have a really exciting and and interesting conversation about what it means to build your business with ecstasy on top of talking about culture and engagement and everything you're bringing to the table. So welcome, Pete. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, everybody. Excited to be here. And um, anytime I get to uh, interact with Alex, it's a a real joy uh, for multiple reasons. It's no BS. uh, (laughs) It's challenging. Uh, It will push me out of my comfort zone, whether I like it or not. It'll be real and uh, it is always genuine and it's uh, coming from a a good, great place of wanting to, to better me. But through that, I think she's also bettered herself. So I'm, you know, just eager uh, for everything that we're going to cover. Easiest way to think of, you know, who I am. I'm a people person. I get fired up when those around me are winning. I'm from the Pittsburgh area, grew up on a farm. I'm six foot eight. So I might be one of the taller podcast guests that you've had (laughs) up to this point. And uh, people give me energy and fill my cup. And, you know, growing up, um, you know, there's a lot of religious themes and went to church and my parents said, hey, our purpose here is to better the lives of others. And I'm like, all right, well, I want to make sure that I uh, make mom and dad proud. So that's something that's really stuck with me. Uh, I was down in Washington, D.C. for 10, 11 years, college there, undergrad, grad school, and then went to work as a defense contractor. And we can dive into some more of those pieces later before I uh, went off on the entrepreneurial journey in the heart of COVID. Yes, and you have had quite a journey, Pete. I am excited for us to dig into that today. I want to touch here for a moment on what you said about your height, because anyone who has met Pete in person knows you're just... Um, you have such a strong presence. And I actually remember the first time we met, I was getting outside of my car, right? We were walking into a networking event in Pittsburgh. And I remember when I got out of my car, you just were this huge presence. And I think I was fixing my makeup or my hair or something. And I was caught off guard and like, oh, who's okay. Who are you? And you were so friendly and so personable. And that 
I would say, Pete, you have this infectious energy, like being around you. It's just, you immediately feel welcome. And I think that's part of what makes you such a good connector. Like you're so great at connecting people to each other and building relationships. And that's something I've been focusing so much on for myself recently over the last year or so I've been leaning more into collaborations and developing deeper, more intimate, more intimate connections with other entrepreneurs, because I think that's one of the greatest ways to to actually rise in business while also creating a lot more fulfillment along the way. Um, yeah. So I'd love to to start with talking more about this piece of how you make connections and and your work in the world with helping people build their own personal board of advisors and and helping people connect. You know, tell us more about how you help people develop relationships that serve them. So, Alex, we could go to chapter nine in the book. Maybe it's chapter seven in the book. Uh, let's see here. We could go to here. We go chapter six: navigating networking with uh, potential mentors. Or we just talk about it and then everybody can go and, and get the book. Uh, but it's something that's really important. And think about this, right? What's the worst that happens in a conversation? Somebody laughs at you. They say no. Uh, they Things don't go well. Or you make a new friend and things go really, really well. I think the goods, the pros outweigh the cons. And you're going to stumble along the way, right? Think Michael Jordan's lost games, LeBron James has lost games, the Steelers have lost games, right? And I have botched some hello, I'm Pete uh, conversations, right? It doesn't always go 100 or, you know, super well. Okay, last last sports quote for a little bit. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take, right? So as simple as, hey, there's somebody that's standing alone at an event. Hey, what's up? I'm Pete. What's your name? right? Super simple. Greet them with a smile. And it's kind of that piece of how can we bring more people together? And I try and put myself in their shoes. And it's like, oh, geez, my boss told me I had to come to this stinking event. I don't want to be here. I don't know anybody. This sucks. What the heck? You know, I'll just come in. I'll grab a drink. I'll like walk around. I'll try not to talk to anybody. Maybe I'll get some food. And then hopefully nobody actually wants to talk to me. And then I'll bounce and I'll just tell my boss that it was not a very good event, right? That's the feedback that I get from a fair amount of people. So it's like, okay, you could do that. Or you could go in with the mindset of, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to be a little bit vulnerable. I'm going to put myself out there and I'm going to try and meet one new person. And there's the difference of, like we talked about before, transactional interactions and relational interactions. And not everybody is going to be your best friend or a mentor or somebody on your personal board of advisors, but you got to start off with, you know, building rapport, building trust and asking some questions. Hey, here's who I am. What do you do? Where'd you come from? Why are you here? How can I help you? Yeah, I, I love that, Pete. You know, it just hit me. I think this is why you and I did connect at that event. And, you know, before we hopped on the recording today, Pete and I were talking about when we met and also different networking groups and experiences. And I'm sure a lot of my listeners can relate to not being small talk people, not liking transactional interactions, because I know a lot of people in my world are, are heart centered and, and want to build their businesses because they want to make an impact and they care about people and they like having true connection with people. And so I think you and I connected and have stayed in touch. And as I told you of the multiple events I went to in that group um, in Pittsburgh, when I was living there, you're the one person that I've stayed in touch with. And we've actually been able to support each other with mutual connections. You've given me referrals. We've you know, helped each other up, be uplifted in business. And I think that's because I was really drawn to the fact that you weren't transactional, that you and I were able to have a deeper conversation. The very first time we met, we were able to um, 
to just really have an authentic, meaningful conversation. And so I think that's important. I've, I've, a lot of people in the past have asked me about how to, how to really approach networking events or how you can really use that to grow your business, especially events that are structured to be more small talk, um, you know, that are structured to support more small talk. And so for me, when I show up to events, I like to just ask more personal questions. And then I see who actually wants to talk to me or not. And some people are repelled by it. They just want the, Hey, what do you do? Here's my business card. Let's see if we can refer each other. For me, I only like to refer people I know and trust and have a good relationship with. So I start out like, like no trust. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like no and trust. Exactly. So, um, so tell us more about, about the book and and this idea of the personal board of advisors and tell me more about that and how, how you can develop that to support you in your growth. Yeah. So let's step back for a second and think about a vacation. So anybody that's listening, think about a recent trip that you went on, a vacation, a work trip, or something that you have planned. Okay. If you want to close your eyes, you can do that. So you probably have a destination in mind. You probably have a couple of things that you want to do along the way. And maybe you've uh, consulted some others as you plan out this trip. And now we're on the trip. Maybe you brought a couple of tools with you, right? A passport, a GPS, your phone, a camera, certain things like that, so that you can really get the most out of this experience, this journey, this trip. And the trip probably is taken to new heights, right? It's an even better experience whenever you meet some awesome people there that say, hey, oh my gosh, you should try out this restaurant. You should think about this. You should think about that. Oh no, that road's out over there, right? Those different things and those different interactions, you can't necessarily read from a book. They sort of just happen. And each of those people are going to react to you and your situation. So now let's take that concept of a vacation or a work trip and apply it to our professional journeys, right? There's some place that we want to get to professionally, but we may not really know where that is. So why don't we start talking to a couple of different people and say, I kind of want to go to California. Maybe it's CTO, right? So how can we do these different parallels? And, you know, what are the tools that I'm going to need to get there? And what are some of the steps that I should take? Because I can't get, you know, just directly to California. I have to go to the to the airport. There's a layover there somewhere else, right? Same thing to a CTO. I have to go from this position to that position to this position to that position. Um, and then there's going to be other people that can help me along the way. So this concept of having multiple different people to help guide us brings diversity to our professional development. And the concept of a personal board of advisors says, hey, I like to say put eight people on your personal board, right? From functional mentors, cross-functional mentors, champion, sponsor, ally, right? A lot of these concepts we have heard of before, but what this is doing is bringing diversity of thought, insight, experience, and storytelling and guidance to our professional journey. So we think, hey, Alex, you're a fantastic mentor to me. Um, You know, I'm learning from you. I'm learning from you. But if that's all that I ever hear, then I'm getting insights from only one set of lived experiences. Not saying all of them are right or all of them are wrong, but it's bringing diversity of thought to our own professional development journey. Mm. I love that, Pete. And I'm so glad you brought in coaching with me as an example. This is actually something I've had a lot of conversations about over the last year with different people in my network and why over the past year in, in my business, I've been 
bringing in other people that I collaborate with. Um, you know, I, I partnered with a friend of mine, Hannah Chapman, to start a networking and mastermind group for heart-centered women entrepreneurs who want to build their businesses through relationships. And Hannah's a financial advisor and prosperity coach. She has incredible expertise there. On the retreats that I host for women entrepreneurs to help them become fully expressed, I partner with a good friend of mine, uh, Casey Hall, who's a sensuality coach. That's her area of expertise. Because I've learned on my own journey, you're never going to get everything you need from just one person because we all have our unique innate gifts and talents and our areas of mastery. And so I want to bring in other people I can collaborate with. And, you know, if I have a client who really needs more support in their culture and helping with real-time performance, you know, um, measurement and management for, for their team, well, then you need to talk to Pete Tram because that's not, well, I can help. Of course, I help my clients with team development and getting the right people in place. But my area of expertise is your full expression and you, your overall arching business strategy and who, how you're showing up as a leader. So I really believe we're, we're so much more powerful when we're all locking arms and collaborating together. It's funny you bring that up, Alex. I, I started coaching high school basketball recently and absolutely love it. And the team got down, uh, kind of literatively and figuratively, uh, a few days ago at a game. And we said, hey, we're one chain. And whenever we can pick ourselves up and reconnect the links, then we are as strong as those weakest links. But if we let somebody break and come apart and stay apart, then our entire team, our entire chain is as strong as that weakest link. And if it's broken, then in some facet or uh, you know, way, we all are broken. So let's be there for one another. Um, and we ended up winning and we're uh, doing very, very well. And I'm very proud of the team. So uh, I'll have to give you a real-time update whenever this uh, goes live and posts, but it's been a fantastic journey and your coaching and tutelage and insight and uh, firm drive towards doing more for yourself, Pete, uh, has helped turn this uh, idea and love into a reality. So thank you. Oh, Pete, you're welcome. I am so happy to hear that. The last time we connected, I remember saying your energy just was so alive and you were excited and, and just magnetic. And I know you mentioned coaching basketball was really lighting you up, really lighting you up in your heart. So I'm thrilled to hear that. I want to come back to this in just a moment about you finding more of what's lighting you up and, and we can go into creating more ecstasy on the journey through that. But first, before we get there, I, I would love for you to share with the listeners about, about the work that you do and, and what did lead you to this journey. You know, you, you already talked about your background and what you were doing before, and then you made this leap to be an entrepreneur. You are one of those entrepreneurs who put everything on the line, invested, you know, your blood, sweat, and tears in your heart into what you do, because you're also really passionate about what you do. So tell us more about that. Yeah. So as I was growing in the defense contracting space, uh, I asked, you know, each of my bosses, hey, how can I be the best employee you ever had? Right. Overachievement is kind of the baseline for me. Uh, and they said, well, find yourself a great mentor. Find somebody that can really help guide you. And I'm like, fantastic. Where do I find one of these? And they're like, well, you just kind of, you know, they'll, they'll pop up. You'll find them along the way. And so that was my mission, right? Figure out, okay, let me find some of these people that can help guide me and help me develop and grow. And as I found those kinds of people, I found some good ones. I found some not so ideal ones. And then 
other people started reaching out to me and they're like, Hey Pete, can you connect me to somebody to talk about this, talk about that, learn about this. And I'm like, heck yeah. And so it got to the point of, I didn't have enough time and I didn't know all the answers, but we still had to connect to people and we still had to help them. So that's what drove me to on March 4th, 2018, drew a line in the sand. There's some notebooks over there with the notes in it. Uh, and still to this day of I'm going to start a company and it's going to connect people together. And you know what I did next? I Googled how to start a business because they don't teach you this stuff, right? <laughs> and let me tell you, uh, we're coming up on the six year anniversary of the idea. And this has been the hardest stinking thing that I've ever done in my life. It's like saying, hey, here's a literally blank napkin, blank piece of paper. Go build a business from this. Build a product, build a service. Uh, and then sell it to people and then sustain it and make it happen. Oh, and this marketing thing. Do you know about marketing, Alex? It's kind of a huge deal. So that's been a big uh, piece as well. I had no idea what that was. Um, it's because whenever you're working at a 100,000 person company, you know, you don't wear as many hats as you do whenever you're, uh, you know, building your own company. So it was an interesting piece whenever, um, you know, we talked to some of the first prospects and really, hey, here's what we're thinking about. Uh, you know, what, what are your thoughts? Would this add value to you? And then they're like, yeah, great. Send me a contract. And I'm like, okay, I'll just call it the contracts team. And I'm like, oh shoot, I am the contracts team. Here we go. <laughs> uh, so that was another realization. And then the other part that I just want to add in there is on the sales side, right? I went from decent to terrible to good to, I think, solid on sales, but there was a point in there where you're kind of in that, uh, phase of we're, we're not going to make it. And, um, you're trying to be more pushy. And I got feedback over time from folks that, you know, also got feedback and they're like, Hey, that that's not you. I don't know if you're trying to come off this way. And I had to change my mindset around, Hey, I'm a collaborative person. I'm a relationship building person. And I lost sight about that for a little bit. So having the personal board, the accountability partner, the uh, coach, right, to say, hey, here's what you need to hear, not just what you want to hear. So anyways, to answer your question, what we do uh, at that point was mentorship program, right? So companies looking for a mentorship program, most of them run it off of Excel. And I was like, well, hey, what if we didn't, you didn't have to spend hours and hours and frustration on gathering information and then more time matching people and then more time facilitating conversations and then more time asking them for feedback and then more time reporting on it. What if that was all done in one place? And they're like, great, tell me some more. I'm like, well, here, let me, why don't I just show you something, right? A lot of people are visual learners. And so that was uh, a, a great experience through it, worked with the Department of Defense, small, medium, large companies. And then they said, hey, well, what's kind of, how can we measure the ROI of this? And I'm like, well, that's a really important thing coming from a multi-degree engineering background. Show me the data. So we put together more than 150 uh, metrics and analytics that go with each of these programs. And then we developed uh, connection and engagement assessment. So employee engagement surveys. So it's kind of like, people are able to ask questions and get the feedback that way. And then they're able to launch this program. And we typically do onboarding, stay interviews, mentorship, and succession planning, right? So it's all around this concept of connection intentionally, right? And building relationships up with some accountability and transparency. So then it's kind of, we got the what's next from the assessments and surveys, which is where a lot of folks fall short. We have the data so that you can show it. And I'm really excited to share with you and with everybody that in the middle of this 
this year, we joined forces. Uh, and so now I'm working with the Stature team. Uh, and that's focused on kind of understanding the KPIs and aligning the money that you're paying to people with their output, their performance and their productivity. Mm -hmm. And so now this concept of quiet quitting, well, now you have accountability and transparency. So you now understand, hey, Alex, here's what we hired you for. Here's the, you know, couple of KPIs. Seems pretty reasonable. And here's what we're paying you. Cool. You're a good worker. Then you're going to be green in the system, red, yellow, green. So if you want to go work from the beach, that's fine. Go ahead and do that, right? You're getting your stuff done. You're actually exceeding expectations. Now we have some justification to say you're a hypo. We should give you a bonus. Here, there's no more surprises when it comes to your annual performance review. And anybody listening to this, hopefully you're like, holy smokes, that seems so fantastic. Yes, it really is. And then those folks that are like yellow and they're like, okay, well, I'm a little bit below. You're able to say, hey, why are you a little bit below? And dive in by location, by office, by team, by person, by specific KPI per person, right? And share, hey, I was overloaded last week. I got this and this and this project. Uh, it should be back to green, uh, you know, in two days. Okay, that's cool, right? And then the leadership can go in and say, hey, uh, Pete's not going to get dinged, right? But then the people that are red, and it's kind of like, hey, this person hasn't been in the office and they're not getting their stuff done and they're not really doing their employee connection pieces, the mentorship program. And we put them on a performance improvement plan, right? So you can track the interventions and what happens, right? If performance goes up or down. And it's kind of like, well, we had another coaching call. We did this. And it's still not working. Um, I think it might be time to let this individual go. So trying to enable and arm leadership uh, with more resources to make fact-based decisions. I get pretty excited about it. Uh, so that's why. So yeah. thanks for letting me share that with the group. Reach out to me if you have any questions um, or you also get fired up about that kind of concept or want to learn more. You know, this is a perfect illustration, Pete, of what I was talking about before about your infectious energy. And because at least from my experience of you, when you're really passionate about what you're doing and, and when you've gotten that clarity right around the, the outputs and the impact of it, like you, you have always struck me as a very impact driven person. You care about what you do. You care about, you said at the beginning of our conversation about bettering people's lives. Right. And, and helping people improve. And so as you were sharing that just now, I felt myself leaning in because I could feel just the, the magnetism of your energy when you're fired up about what you're doing. And I think, I mean, there's so many good things about what you just shared. And I had a few different thoughts and, and I don't know that we'll have time to get into all of them today. But one, I just want to note for our listeners, what I heard was sort of a turning point for you was your mentors guiding you back to yourself guiding you back to your true self, helping you reconnect to yourself. And I think that for anyone who's listening, that if you're a point in your business where, where maybe you're stuck in grind or you're hitting walls and you're not sure, you know, the path that just is unclear, that's the first place to go looking is going back to yourself, to, to your true desires, to what fires you up and to taking care of yourself first, which you mentioned before too, about, um, the, the basketball coaching. And so, um, on on that one, Alex, right? On the yeah. back of the book, once you get it, there's QR code and it takes you to a couple of different worksheets. And this one is about your ikigai, right? So what do I love doing? What am I good at? What does the world need? What can I get paid for? And that's something that we actually guide people through and actually suggest that you schedule time to step back and reflect. I speak to Vistage groups across the country. And whenever I get those, you know, 15, 20, 25 CEOs in a the room, they're kind of like, shoot, 
I, this is great. I haven't done this for 15 years. And I'm like, I don't know if my team has ever done this stuff. I'm like, well, here you go. Take this back with you. So those concepts of what do you really need, step back and check, check yourself before you wreck yourself. And then also have other people that are going to be there at different recurring, um, you know, intervals each year, right? A couple times each year so that you're, you're looking at this. Um, sorry, keep going. You're no, on the roll. Great. <laughs> and I love your quotes too, Pete. <laughs> you're so great at throwing those out. Um, yeah. So, so that was something that really stood out to me. That's something I'm passionate about. I love that you're doing that and supporting people and getting clear and reevaluating and checking in with themselves. What do I actually love to do? why am I doing this, right? The the why is so important. The purpose is so important. Um, so that stuck out to me. And then also talking about making fact-based decisions. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's so important. And um, this for me has been transformative in my own journey as I've been studying personal growth and, and how I evolve as a leader and, and coming to understand prior to all of this growth work, how much of my decisions were influenced by fear, by emotion, And I wasn't able to make fact-based decisions because I was so focused on the worry or the doubt or the second guessing or or my own emotional attachment instead of just taking mistakes, setback, data as information, just something to learn from. Oh, this is just information that's pointing or showing me if I'm on course or off course. And an opportunity. Every experience is an opportunity and it can be positive or negative, but we don't always know the outcome. Well, we don't know the outcome for sure until we get there. So going in with an open mind and taking those, we call them engineering estimates or calculated steps. Like we're not just going to be dumb about this. But think about how can you go into, I just got fired from my job. Okay, well, let's step back and reflect. Is it me? Is it them? Is it something else, right? Everything's an opportunity. Maybe there's something bigger that you're called to be doing right now. Absolutely. I I like to teach in almost every platform, workshop, program that I do that the universal law of polarity, which is that there's an equal and opposite to everything. There's light and dark and everything, which means for every problem, there's an equal or greater opportunity. And so everything can work out for your growth, for your learning, if you're willing to see it that way. And that doesn't mean, as I talked before about making emotional decisions, it doesn't mean not honoring our emotions, not allowing ourselves to have emotion, because I don't believe in dismissing emotion either. Um, That takes you away from living in radical self-acceptance. And when you can learn how to move through your emotion and then also release the ego that's keeping you in fear or the meaning making that happens around mistakes, that's when you can really be in your pa- your full power and your highest self and make fact-based decisions that are going to serve you. Cause, cause it's data-driven decisions that really help you with growth in your business and your team development. It also helps from a compliance perspective and you don't get sued as much. Yeah. <laughs> and there's that. <laughs> and there's that. Um, no, that's, that's amazing, Pete. So I would love for us to now um, circle back to and, and actually go deeper into, cause you just were sharing from this place of being lit up about what you're doing about talking um, about infusing ecstasy into to your life and what you're doing. And, you know, I remember Pete, we connected a while ago, over a year ago, and you would reach this point where there was some burnout, there was some, you know, grinding happening and, and some stuckness happening. Um, and then there was also a lot of opportunity and you were just on the, you know, roller coaster ride of being an entrepreneur. We've all been there. I would love to hear if you're open to sharing a little more about about the shifts you made to come out of that, to get to the point that you're in today where you're fired up and you're loving coaching basketball and and you're doing the things and your book's launched and so much is happening. So tell us a little more about your personal journey from grind to ecstasy. 
Yeah, so the conversation might have been around June 7th, 2022, right? Just around that point in time, who knows? Um, it was in it, the early summer, I remember that. That was the date. The exact date that we talked. Okay. Yeah, because it because it sucked and it was kind of uh tough for me to share things with you that were like, hey, I've been trying to do this, trying to do this, trying to do this. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. And some things were in my control, some things were out of my control. So what I learned is to set expectations that are realistic. And if you're listening, you're probably like, duh, what do you think? I'm an idiot. And I'd say, look, look back and say, anytime that you set a, a deadline for something, is that something that you imposed? Or is that something that somebody else imposed, a customer, a contract? Could it wait another two or three weeks? Are there other people that could influence the timeline and the completion of that? Because whenever you're building software, there's I, I'm, I couldn't code my way out of a shoebox, right? Plain and simple. And so whenever you're building a tech company and you're like, well, hold on, you're not a technical, there's a lot of things that are like going against the grain here, right? First time entrepreneur, non-technical founder. Um, and I was very transparent and you know aware that there would be some hurdles along the way. So whenever, um, you know, there's a big shift or a geopolitical movement and budgets are big time cut, like what happened in 2020, 2021, 2022, um, there's a lot of opportunity to sort of say, hey, here's what we're doing and here's what's necessary and here's why. And so I think really understanding and selling and talking to the benefits and the outcomes was what's super needed. So there's a little bit of a shift in there, right? Instead of talking about features, but talking about outcomes. Um, there was another piece of getting past the, what the book says, the book, right? Putting air quotes up and you gotta do this, you gotta do this, you gotta do this, and you gotta do it in this order. And so I tried to do some of that. And the book says to spend a lot of money and it says to raise a lot of money. And it says to do a lot of these other things and to run over a lot of people. And I'm like, that's not me. That's not who I am, right? And sometimes I, you know, got into that vein and I'm like, hold on a second. No, 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 stay true to yourself. And what I did, you know, for better or for worse is to bring different people into the organization. So another big, you know, lesson learned is you don't have to go the journey alone, but going the journey with the wrong people can sometimes be worse than doing it alone, right? Or with the, you know, nobody in certain positions, so another big, you know, learning opportunity, right? And everything was a good growth, growth moment. Um, and I think to also, whenever you have the, the core team, set those goals and expectations early, make sure you go back and revisit them. And those certain team meetings, you got to defend those like anything else, right? Like going to church on Sunday, right? Whatever it is, you're going to make sure that you have that time. You're not going to miss it right? That team meeting, you're not going to miss it, right? There's a sales call. Hey, you know, maybe the sales call and the team meeting can take place, but like, what are those core pillars, those non-negotiables, those things that, you know, can't, can't change because you're like, Hey, we're going to cancel the team meeting this week. Oh shoot. Somebody can't make it next week. Oh, we're going to, you know, cancel it next week. What happens there, Alex, is our culture, our trust, our respect, begins to crumble. So walk in the walk, talk in the talk, leading by example, these things are all very important. And I've been successful on various teams at different organizations by saying, hey, here's what we have to do. Any thoughts, feedback, question? Here's how some, uh, you know, actually, let me pull that back. I think here's how we can get there. But y'all are the, you know, experts with this. 
tell me how I can help you. What barriers can I remove from the way, from your way so that we can succeed and just keep me posted as we keep going. Mm. I can keep going. There's a whole nother book coming about this, but those are some of the highlights. <laughs> <laughs> the last piece that I'd add in there, Alex, is realizing uh, when your friends and family, you know, stop reaching out to you and they're like, hey, I didn't, you know, reach out because I just know you're too busy and you're working so much. I didn't want to bug you. And I'm like, no, 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 that don't, don't stop. Like you guys fill my cup. Like I love being with my friends and my family. Like that's really important to me. And so I had to look in the mirror and also say, hey, what is this all worth if you're not doing anything that you love, right? I had to, you know, miss games, miss things, say no to different friends going on trips. And it's like, okay, reset, pal. And I've seen that whenever I take care of myself, and it's not like I'm doing anything exuberant, right? Uh, but I'm making some time for me to do non-work things, then the work improves. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I'm going to work, you know, not 110 hours a week, and I'm going to get more output than whenever I was working more. And I'm like kind of enjoying life a bit more. It's wild how this all comes together, but there's something to be said to it. Um, not going to say that I have work-life balance, definitely uh, work-life integration and always working to get better. Oh, there was, there were so many good things in that Pete. And one, I really appreciate your vulnerability and your openness to share. And it's not always easy to have those conversations, right? When, when we're in those dark places or, or in the challenging places. Um, and I personally believe being willing to have the conversations, being willing to look, right? That that's everything. Um, so it's really, to me, such, you have such a great story and testament to the journey of entrepreneurship and, and what you can do. I mean, what you just shared about what you can do to, to help guide yourself out of that is, is so important. And I want to even touch on the last one you just said about creating more of that space for yourself. And that for me is something I've developed as a non-negotiable. When you mentioned like, what are those things you can't miss? And this is something I, I encourage with every client I work with that spaciousness for you time in your calendar is so vitally important. And there's the personal you time of just filling your own cup. And then there's the you time in your business too, where you're getting time to be the visionary, to get creative. You know, if you're just in go, go, go mode all the time, you completely shut down your creativity because you're in reactionary mode. And so you have to have spaciousness and presence in order to be able to access your intuition, your creativity. And, and it's your intuition that's always guiding you towards the solutions towards the expansion, towards what you really need. And so it's funny to me how I had a client I distinctly remember was fighting me a little bit on creating more time to slow down. Like she was in go, go, go mode. And I said to her, okay, I just, I'm asking you just try it for even just a week, make time one hour a day where you're getting outside, taking a walk away from technology, where you're just having you time, not journaling, not get like no to do's, just you time. She tried it for a week. And by the end of the week, she said, I am dumbfounded. I got more done this week than I have any other week in the last few months. She's like, and I worked less, okay. right? So it's amazing how that works, but it's true because when we're, when we're burnt out, we're just not, we're not able to be in highest service. We're not able to put things out that, that are from our highest selves. So one of our other mutual friends, dear Jackie, um, has also, drilled this into me multiple times to the point of hey pete let's pull up your calendar pal and let's look at all the personal me time that you have on there hmm looks like you don't have time for breakfast or lunch or dinner and gosh i don't know how in the world 
you're going to put a 25 minute walk in between these meetings that have zero time in between them to begin with. Hmm. And you're doing things uh, on all seven days of the week. Let's look at last week. Let's look at next week. How about we think about where we might just integrate a little bit of me time, maybe some in the morning before, you know, your seven o'clock meeting start, maybe something around lunchtime. So you get up. Oh, and by the way, this is kind of for health purposes, too. It's not just all about your mind space. It's kind of from a healthy thing. Just just some ideas and things to consider. And then we'll text each other and check in and um, see how we're doing. But, uh, you know, got to give Jackie a shout out. And um, Kiana was also very helpful. Uh, in that process as well. Other great people from the Pittsburgh area and in these different circles that keep coming together. Yeah. Oh man. I, I love Jackie so much. Uh, Jackie Rogers, she's the founder of set uh, nanny placement and she's amazing. Um, also a coach and yeah, she's, she's fantastic. So I'm thrilled to hear that she stayed on you and was part of that personal board of advisors, right? Those accountability partners. It's it's so true that when we have great people around us, we can trust and, and who are for us, it really can help us lift out of whatever valley we're in. What we need to hear, not just what we want to hear. Yes. Yes. Love that. So everyone listening, you can read more about all of this in, in the book, right? Pathfinders, Navigating Your Career Map with a Personal Board of Advisors. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, for those on video or for those not on video, Pete's holding up the book. So excited for you, Pete, um, that this is, is launched and getting out there. I have a copy, everyone listening, definitely recommend you pick up a copy and it's going to share a lot too about engagement, right? With your team and your cultural development, from my understanding, as well as your personal mm -hmm board of advisors and creating your career map and how you can combine those to amplify retention strategies. Yeah, I'd just say one other thing on the book. If you know somebody that's just graduated high school or college, get them a copy of the book. If you know somebody that's getting ready to go into their first professional job, get them a copy of the book. If you know somebody that's going in to be a manager for the first time, get them a copy of the book. If you are a leader and have one or two or three teams or even one or two or three employees, get your folks a copy of the book. Um, you know, holiday season is coming up and this is something that we can give an alternative, you know, kind of gift, right? And it's something that we're able to teach people how to fish with this concept. And I wouldn't, you know, offer all those suggestions unless I'd heard this from more than a hundred people up to this point, right? I wish I had this 30 years earlier in my career. So there's no more kind of searching around and stumbling around and not being sure of where I want to go. How do I get there? Who can help me? Woe is me. No, let's crumple up that excuse. It's out of there. Now we have the tools, we have those resources, just like we talked about earlier, Alex, I want to go to California, I want to go to be a CTO, who's going to help me, where am I going to go, what are the tools along the way, this is step one, let's go. Oh, fantastic, we'll be, drop we'll be dropping the link for the book in the show notes, so everyone check that out. Before we wrap up today, Pete, one last question for you, because you and I talked about this a little bit before we started recording, and I'd love to hear, especially from, from a masculine perspective here today, a little bit more about what ecstasy actually means to you and why you believe it's important for us to be igniting ecstasy on our journeys as entrepreneurs. Yeah. So I had to go and do a little bit of research to clarify some things for me. And whenever I Googled ecstasy, it's like, Hey, this is a, a drug. This is what you may also know as Molly MDMA. 
And I'm like, hmm, okay, well, I don't know that we're going to be talking about that in a lot of detail today. So let's think about the other, maybe the emotional or the sensation, right? So ecstasy is an example of an altered state of consciousness characterized by diminished awareness of other objects or the total lack of the awareness of surroundings and everything around the object. And that's from our you know, great resource, Ecstasy as an Emotion on Wikipedia. And then I thought about this a little bit more. I'm like, okay, where did this world come from? And ancient Greeks talked about the sensation of feeling outside of oneself. And then I'm thinking, okay, well, this is kind of like a state of flow. Things are just sort of in the zone, positive psychology. We're getting things done. And I'm like, well, what? this seems like something that we need. Okay, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. What's at the top? Self-fulfillment, actualization. This is whenever we're in that uh, kind of phase of you almost black out from being so in the zone and you love what you're doing. You're really good at it. You're hopefully being able to get paid or live, you know, a you're get, what, did, what do you say? Obtain your worth, right? Owning your worth. And other people are really benefiting from this. So it's kind of whenever we talk about product market fit for a company or a product or a service, this is your product market fit for you, right? All things are clicking and you really are in that point that, hey, I, I could just keep doing this um, and, and just just keep just kind of press pause and on, on time, but let the actions continue. Uh, that's whenever you feel that sensation of, hey, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, right? Go back to what did you, what does good really look like? And you write down those goals and expectations. This is achieving those things in the right way at the right time in the right manners. And this is also the, hey, fast forward to somebody's talking at your funeral and they're like, this is what Pete accomplished. This is the kind of person that Alex was. And you want them to be talking about those uh, times that you were in those states of ecstasy in business where you were, you know, kind of doing things the right way that you wanted them to get done in the right manners. Mm. How'd I do? Yeah. Well, I really appreciate the perspective. That was interesting too, as you were reading the definition from Wikipedia, because I did my own research into ecstasy and um, was using more the dictionary's definitions. And there's a few similar, but um, that was interesting what it said about losing yourself like almost like when you said almost being blacked out and I really like to think of of the spiritual definition of ecstasy as being removed from your ego like putting your ego to the side and being fully connected to your true most authentic self your highest self um for well in spirituality being connected to God right being connected to to higher power yeah. and so that I believe is what creates the emotional state of ecstasy of joy and, and passion and excitement and can also lead to physical ecstasy um you know of having orgasmic pleasure in your life and so anyway as you shared that I thought yeah that's um that's really relatable of that being in that space of just being so aligned alignment's the word that comes up for me being so aligned with your purpose your callings your gifts and that you're expressing those in the world um in a way that that is uninhibited, right? From other people's opinions or from fears of, of mistakes or, or judgments and, and you just fully expressing your true self. And, and that's what creates feeling alive. Mm. It Wouldn't it be interesting if there was some kind of a professional or spiritual chiropractor? Definitely going on a little bit of a tangent here, but whenever you talk about the alignment and you're like, hey, I have some of my, my bones or my spine or my neck or whatever, gets a little bit out of alignment, my hips get a little bit out of alignment. 
darn, isn't it tough to like just do anything? But whenever those things get back into alignment, you're able to do similar easy activities well with a lot more ease, with a lot more flow. So it's kind of this concept of, hey, maybe we have like a business chiropractor. I don't know if that's ever been thought of before, but just what's coming to my mind as you're talking there. Realignment. <laughs> well, that's really interesting because, um, well, I'll say that's that's actually a significant part. Of, of what I do in guiding entrepreneurs into full expression, because when you're fully expressed, you, you are aligned. And um, that's a huge component actually of, I mentioned the group before I'm running with Hannah of our expansive visionaries. We're all exploring as women on heart center, women entrepreneurs coming together of creating a vision that's fully aligned because what you just said, I love that analogy. Actually, I'm going to borrow that if you don't mind um, about the chiropractor is like when something's out of alignment, your whole body's off and that's how it is with your business too. So so I actually think Pete, and I love that description of like a, um, a spiritual chiropractor. Um, that's kind of the essence of, um, of personal growth work, right. Is exploring, like bringing your life into alignment with, with who you really are. I love it. I love it. Let's see how much money you make off of that one. How many lives you change. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that, Pete. No, it was great. And thank you for sharing your your perspective with us and your journey and about all of the work that you do. Um, tell us before we sign off here, how people listening, other than the book, which we're going to drop in the show notes, not other than, in addition to the book that we're going to drop in the show notes, how else can people connect with you? LinkedIn's the easiest way. Uh, Pete Schramm, uh, you'll see that I'm connected to Alex. And the easiest way to remember how to say my name is with two emojis, a peach and a ram. See if there's anybody else who's one as tall as me on the show and two that you can uh, enunciate their name with using two emojis. So thanks, everybody. Uh, P-E-T-E-S-C-H-R-A-M-M -M on LinkedIn. I'm connected with Alex and um, we can take it from there. Thank you so much, Alex. This was a joy and I'm excited for where this goes, where you go. I'll see you in Texas soon. And thanks, everybody else for listening. Yeah, thank you, Pete. I always enjoy our conversations so much. Uh, your energy just has me so fired up right now. So thanks for joining us, everyone listening. Thank you for tuning in. We'll drop all of the links to connect with Pete in the show notes as well. And then we'll see you next time on Igniting Ecstasy in Business. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Igniting Ecstasy in Business. If you enjoy what you heard and you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite podcast player. I love to hear your feedback, your insights, questions, or any desired topic requests. You can also reach me directly through the contact page at alexpurseglove.com. I so appreciate you spending your time here with me today. And until next time, I'm wishing you a beautiful day of focusing on what lights you up inside.